welcome to Alphabet Flight, an encyclopedic Marvel journey where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper and with me today is Daniel Nah. Episode 200, woo! Ooh, yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of like, I mean, I, people already know because, you know, but whatever. Yeah, this is episode 200. Guess what? I'm not even halfway through these books yet. Wow, man. There's a lot of Marvel stuff out there. I'm going to be, at the end of this book, I'll be halfway through it, technically. Because I have, like, five more books after this. Oh, boy. No, wait. Yeah, I have five more. There's nine volumes overall. Jeez. Just a lot of Marvel stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of Marvel stuff. Yeah, like, you know, like, I knew I was going to be in this for multiple years, but, like, like, there's a reason why I do it thrice weekly, because it's just, like, if it hit weekly, then, like, I'd be dead, basically. (laughs) And so it's just, like, thrice weekly. I could could get get through that. And, like, no, I'm going to probably still have a couple more years. (laughs) Episode 200. It's a pretty good, pretty good, uh, I I think, mile marker to have, even though I'm doing this, like, thrice a week. You know, like, it's still quite a few yeah. episodes. You know, yeah, Talk, that's, that's a milestone, for sure. I, I've talked about a lot of Marvel characters and learned a lot along the way. And uh, guess what we're going to talk about today? I can't even begin to fathom. Well, you can't, because guess what? We're going to be talking about Machine Man! Machine Man! Yeah, so, Machine Man. Alright, well, right off the bat, I'm getting some context clues for what this guy's deal might be. Um, what do you think Machine Man is? You know, I do think he's probably a man of some kind. Mm-hmm. And I think he, you know, probably has got some mechanical stuff going on. The The real the real split here is I don't know if he himself is part machine or if he just works with a lot of machines. Well, uh, if you were to make a Machine Man, you know... If- if get, I were get, to make a machine man. If you were to make a machine man, and like you're just like, yo, I'm gonna get you up some duds and give you some powers, what would you do? Um I would definitely go with the the part where he's part machine and I'd give him some like cool machine parts like I don't know, car wheels to make him go real fast and like a gun for an arm. I'd be a bad supervillain. You would be awful. <laughs> well, um, guess what? He's not even a man. He's a machine shaped like a man. Oh, well, I mean... <laughs> come on. Yeah. Well, he basically has, like, purple. He, like, he has purple deal- dealies going on. He has a little bit of a... You know, he's robot parts. He's he's a robot. Yeah. Uh, his real name is X-51. Sure. And, he, and when he's not going back to 51, he goes by Aaron Stack. You want to know what his occupation is? God, he's he's a robot. Come on. <laughs> what is his occupation? Is it robot? It better be robot. No, insurance investigator for the Del Bar Insurance Company. What the f***, man? His legal status is undetermined. Because I guess they don't have a lot of robot stuff going on. Uh... His place of inception is the Broadhurst Center of the Advancement of Mechanized Research in Central City, California. Fun fact, Central City uh, Central City University is where Reed Richards went to. 
Oh. For college. Also, fun fact, Reed Richards is a huge bag of dongs who deserves everything that bad <laughs> ever happened to him. <laughs> um, his marital status is inexplicable because guess what? Robots Obviously, can't marry, yeah. apparently. Wow. Mm. Yeah, we need to fight for these robot rights. Yeah, you know, it's 2018. Can, let's get let's get with the times, people. Yeah, let let me marry my shock fat shop fat already, <laughs> please. It's a what I love. Uh, he was uh, made by Doctor Abel Stack, and uh, you want to guess where he first appeared in? Hmm, Machine Man. Is it the Fantastic Four? Nope. It's 2001 A Space Odyssey, <laughs> issue 8, capture of X-25, I mean, X-51 in July 1977. You know what? I would not have guessed that. I want to know what this is. Oh, this is like, le- this is legitimately a... 2001 Space Odyssey based comic based off the Stanley Kubrick. Now, I am not like an expert on 2001 A Space Odyssey, but did that not mostly take place in a space station in space? Well, I mean, don't you remember when Machine Man came up in it? It was sometime after the Space Baby. (laughs) See, the thing is, it's like you're not a true fan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of, of Stanley Kubrick if you don't stay for the five hours after oh the five hour after like credit stinger <laughs> <laughs> you know everyone thinks like oh it's you know the monkeys like it's the you know looks at a monolith, monolith and creates murder out of bones or whatever the whatever the hell that intro is and you know the space baby and everything but you stay after the credits and then you, you know, you get to see a little bit more. I don't know why. Like, I've watched 2001 Space Odyssey, and this is confusing me more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so apparently the second... We're just... This is now a 2001 Space Odyssey comic podcast, by the way. Perfect. Wait, wait how, how, many, how long? How long of a comic series was this? Ten issues. Okay, that's, that's a... Why did Marvel have... I am so confused. (laughs) Like, Godzilla, I can understand. Transformers, I can understand. All that makes sense to me. 2001 Space Odyssey? Listen, it's what the kids want. It's what they crave. There's, like, space barbarians, and, like... And, like, apparently, like... Oh, okay, this is great. This is a great review. Jack Kirby wrote, illustrated, and edited this series. The art is very cool and of its time. And unique. The story? I'm not sure what's going on. (laughs) Keep in mind, this very little resemblance to the movie. The monolith is featured, but that's about it. (laughs) I cannot make much sense of the plot, but it was nice to look at. (laughs) Uh, I feel like that is just a nice summation of why they, they even thought of this. Jack Kirby, what were you doing, Jack Kirby? Okay, sorry, I, I'm done. I'm done. For I mean, this this that review makes me reminds me a lot of like the the Super Mario's Brothers movie where some of the elements that you were expecting were there, but in a way that wasn't correct. 
and then the whole thing was a fever dream that you couldn't really follow. Let's talk about Machine Man now that we're done talking about the inexplicable Jack Kirby held 2001 Space Odyssey. Great. Which, again, it's all based on the source material if you stay for the five hours after yeah. the credits. People do not stay, uh, do ex- not credit Kubrick like, yeah. enough for the post credit sting. You know, like, because we're, we're used to it now in this age of Marvel cinema, but, you know, it's, it's a classic move. You gotta have the after credit stinger to set it up. And that's why there's only one showing in each theater, because there's this, like, what, it's almost eight hours? It was pretty much the entire day of one movie, but no one stayed. But yeah. they had to play all of it. You know, it's really kind of the forebearer of the the classic Marvel cinema after credit sting. It's really what kind of paved the way. And, and people don't realize that it was actually in the Marvel universe the entire time. Too. Oh yeah, absolutely, it's completely canon within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> Like I remember watching tons of Machine Man in the <laughs> in that five hours afterwards. Yeah, it was but, a very you know. Machine Man centric five hour after credit stinger. <laughs> yeah, after after like the monolith transports someone, then ages them a lot, and then they turn into an embryo, and then and the Machine Man's just like there, and he's like, "What's up with this baby?" Uh, so Machine Man is a product of a top. Secret U.S. military project, which was funded to be, uh, which was funded to perfect a highly sophisticated mobile weapon system capable of independent action and decision making. Or they could have done the TLDR of that: a robot soldier who can think like a man. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a long sentence for a robot soldier. That could take like a band. Yeah. It's a, uh, that's the classic bit. The scientist explains out to the general. And the general's like, in English, son. And he's like, we're just trying to make a robot, man. A team composed of the most prestigious computer engineers, engineering specialists in the nation built and began programming the 51 experimental robots under the, under the direction of Dr. Uh, Oliver Bro- uh, Broadhurst. Dr. April Stack, a brilliant computer heuristics programming specialist, reasoned that a robot could not, uh, could only think like a man if he was treated like one. Ignoring uh, the personal risk, Dr. Stack took one of the robots, X-2051, into in his own home and instructed him as if he was one of Stack's own sons. So kind of like a Curious George scenario going on right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Stack believed that the robot and man could live in harmony and work together to realize a better world. Stack even went as far to have an artificial face made out of a low-density foam to simulate flesh. And a realistic wig <laughs> fabricated face. <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like after you had the face and wig, you're going for something else there. It's a bit of a bicentennial man scenario now. I mean, I was going for like you know sex bot, but you know, it's well, I mean, that's Whoa. what bicentennial man was about. <laughs> yes, it wasn't about a robot that lived for a long time realizing you know he could become human. 
was about him becoming a sex bot. Well, yeah. I mean, that was, he was just like, I need to get a human dick so I can fuck. <laughs> Remember that line? <laughs> that classic Robin Williams line, I need a human dick so I can fuck. <laughs> I wish I could do one Williams impression, but like, I'm just running in my head. <laughs> <laughs> that was like his, that was like his catchphrase for yeah. a long time. <laughs> uh, during Machine Man's adolescence with Doctor Stack, the other fifty robots were developing major personality defects, which were due to insignificant programming. Uh, there, no, the regions of their artificial brains devoted to memory and personality programming were intermingled, as in human brains. And they were developing self-awareness. Uh, since they were first immature in a matter of weeks, they were develop they were developing unusual psychoses, unlike uh, anything found in humans. So, like you know, like I was gonna make a joke, but I forgot what it was. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, okay, Jesse, you can, you can do this. Nope, no, I can't. <sighs> so essentially, these robots had like depression, schizophrenia, delusions of grandeur, emotional imbalances, and they were also walking robot robotic weapons. Sure, you yeah. know, which is good. Um, nearly three quarters of the robots experienced a nervous breakdown, and the program is determined a failure. So, like, you know, all of them were, like, destroyed. Uh, and they had, like, an auto-destruct auto de- device. Um, so, essentially, uh, like, a self-destruct signal was sent out. Yeah. And uh, Machine Man's was taken out. Sure. Before he could be blown up. But Dr. Stack was holding it in his hand. Oh. <laughs> so I see. Bloops. <laughs> yeah. So, instead of self-destructing, he was... Friend destructing. Bad, bad what, destructing? What, what would be the opposite of self-destruct? Like, what if he destructed? Yeah. That's the word. He was just destructed. Um, and then, like, uh, Machine Man was just like, yo, I'm gonna become Aaron Stack and find my place in the world. And then he became an insurance... And then for a while he worked as an insurance investigator, and no one, no one who uh, he worked for knew he was a robot. Man, insurance really? Why not? Why not? I guess. So there is an alternate. Uh, there is an alternate future of 1990 where Machine Man was deactivated and buried uh, by his old uh, enemy, Industrial Sunset Man. Bane. <laughs> Wait, excuse me, come again? Industrialist, sorry. Okay. (laughs) Industrialist Sunset Bane, who's still, which is still a bad name. Yeah. Um, Alias Madam Menace. Wow, that's not better. Yeah. In this future timeline, Machine Man remains buried until 2020, where he is exhumed and reactivated by a useful gang of technology scavers called the Midnight Wreckers. Oh, hey, we're coming up on the... Yeah, so, um, set your times, uh, set your, uh, alarms for 
bury unbury machine man. Yeah. Elon yeah. Musk is gonna dig him up and turn him into a super weapon. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he's gonna do. How do you think we made Teslas? They're just they're all just robot robots that developed from uh, Machine Man. Uh, so he's six foot, weighs eight hundred and fifty pounds. Um, he has red eyes. He has black artificial hair, and he has a bunch of robotic systems, which we're not going to go over because guess what? He's a robot in the Marvel Universe. He does whatever he wants because <laughs> robots are basically magic in the Marvel Universe, except yeah. you add techno babble to them. <laughs> but uh, I would like to talk about Machine Man as a comedic person because he's a very comedic character. Okay. Through most of his uh, through most of his um, run after that, so um, one of the major things he. Uh, he was in was Next Wave, which if you haven't read Next Wave, you should, because Next Wave is super funny and, and great. They fight Elvis Modox. Come again, Elvis Modox, an Elvish version of this guy. An Elvish? No, Elvis. Okay, I thought you said Elvis, and I was hoping that you had said Elvish, because <laughs> that would Elvis. Elvis, as okay. in the oh, the singer, the yeah, yeah. Okay, I, they fought a bunch of devil dinosaurs, and you know, and he's uh like uh, over his years of trying to become a human, he starts hating humans, but not like in a bad way. He just he just like really enjoys he really enjoys insulting them. Okay, I can he calls I can them relate fleshing, to that. fleshy. <laughs> he calls them fleshies and fleshy ones. He uh he rewired his brain so when he drank beer, he he could actually could get drunk. Nice. Yeah, and he seems to be he seems to be at least slightly attracted to Elsa Bloodstone. That is a name. Well, I mean, Elsa Bloodstone's like pretty cool. By pretty cool, I mean I only really know her from uh from Frozen, the from hit Disney wave. movie. <laughs> yes, Elsa Bloodstone. The, the, <laughs> the hit Disney princess, Elsa Bloodstone, you know. Yeah, she's basically like a monster hunter. She has a thing called the Bloodstone. It's and stuff, and she just got, that makes her like somewhat immortal. And she just fights monsters. You know, she shows up in some stuff. And, uh... Uh, let's talk about Elsa Bloodstone for a while. Yeah, you know, she was born in Arendelle, and she developed <laughs> <Yeah>. ice powers. <laughs> she's another, um, she's another redhead, because, you know, because you know about that. Most women in uh, Marvel are. <laughs> <laughs> like, a lot of, lot of redheads. Like, for the most part, like, she's the, uh, super badass woman with guns trope that pops up occasionally she yeah. has a uh she has a son uh who is one of the cooler characters from uh in the avengers academy oh okay who can turn into a who can actually turn into a monster that's ironic yeah well i mean she's... it's actually kind of the power of the bloodstone 
not only makes you immortal, but it also makes you, like, can turn into a uh, monster. And apparently she was in a 2001... Space Odyssey. (laughs) (laughs) She was also in a 2001 um, comic called Bloodstone put out by Marvel that looks like very early 2000s super sexy person who does who shoots things i cannot recommend it because the (laughs) art makes it look super sexist i like machine man a lot uh he he's kind of like a really interesting character Hmm. because like he kind of just shows up and makes fun of people and does like does comedy stuff, and he also showed up in Marvel Zombies. Uh, where do you know anything about the Marvel Zombies miniseries? No, not especially. Well, okay. Well, I think in the third one, after it became more of a cash grab type sure. thing. Yeah. Uh, well, by cash grab, I mean like it's not popular by any means. I guess they just enough. It was popular enough. Mm-hmm. Um. He was sent through the nexus of all realities to basically take out a bunch of zombies because he is a machine, so they wouldn't want to eat him. Yeah. But uh, his whole, um, but the Machine Man series itself is uh, is actually a uh, is actually mostly a, like a comedy series. Hmm. Um. He uh the the last issue of it famously was uh had the title Complete Your Collection Special or uh or guess what? The mag doesn't have a twentieth issue because it's <laughs> the nineteenth issue and it just got shut down. Ouch. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was it was like, really interesting. And also, apparently, both Batman and Superman from DC appear as a very fat cameo on the front. Okay. Yeah. So, actually, this is a very uh, achievable goal. Collect all 19 issues of Machine Man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that seems pretty reasonable. Apparently, it was also in a series called X-51... Uh, what was it? It was put out in 2000. Well, no. Okay, so it first was it was first put out in September 1st, 1999. And um it's like a sci-fi it sci-fi it looks like it looks like early 2000s bollocks. <laughs> what it looks like. <laughs> so apparently yeah, so it's like a grim and gritty reboot. Oh, great. Good. Of of Machine Man? That sounds very good. <laughs> it's yeah, it sounds so good. Ooh, this art look oh my god. I am so glad we're past this type of art. I'm not gonna subject you to it, but All right. I'm so glad. Um, I feel like from your tone I have a pretty good <sighs> image in my head. Yeah, it's just like the worst of late nineties art. Um but yeah, so Machine Man, what what do you think about him? But so uh, I think we're done about I think we're done talking about uh Machine Man. So uh 
Yeah. What do you think? Uh, what do you have to plug? All right. Well, I run a auditory experience. It's not quite a podcast. It's called Audiomorphs. If you like Animorphs, but you hate reading, boy, do I have the podcast for you. Can you not read a 150-page book? Listen, I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to read it to you. Yeah. It's nice nice hearing those young teens go through so much trouble. Yeah, they do go through a whole awful lot for being like 12 or 13. It's really kind of messed up. (laughs) It's really messed up, and it's it's only going to get more messed up. Oh, yeah. You haven't even gotten to the point where one of them has to fake their own deaths. Uh, which so one was that one? 40, 45. Oh, yeah, I got a ways to go until that. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's when they're all, all on the run, yeah. Yeah, uh, you, you haven't even you haven't even gotten to the point where they have to talk about, well, if disabled kids uh, morph, um, do they get their, <laughs> do they get their ability? <laughs> oh, the auxiliary animorphs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... Hmm. Yeah, you got. It's only going to yeah, get more lot, messed up. A lot of good stuff to come, but you can check that <laughs> yeah. out at audiomorphs.podbean.com or audiomorphs on iTunes. And if you'd, you know, maybe like to, you know, maybe maybe you like to talk. Maybe you want to hear more about some animals. It's some terrifying things. Maybe you want to hear that. You can go to Creeper Critters, my cryptid podcast, where I talk about cryptids. Some of them are horrifying. Most of them are horrifying. But some of them some are sexy. Of, some, well, some of them are sexy. Some of them, literally all they do is lure people in by being sexy, then eat them. Just like Lorelai. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, uh, well, um, there's one that, that is just a sexual assault bat that will keep, oh. keep on sexually assaulting you until you tell people about it. That's... It's horrifying. That's a lot of things in a sentence. Wait. Oh, it's awful. And I'm going to talk about it one day. So, woo! How fun. Uh, maybe, or maybe you don't want to hear about that. <laughs> and you want to hear about, uh, like, a little hedgehog with butterfly wings. Oh, that sounds <laughs> much nicer. Yeah. Or, or a tea kettle. It's just basically a corgi that, that makes tea kettle noises and walk backwards. It's adorable. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Yes, so creepy critters. Uh, and if you'd like to see my my little cryptid, uh, you can look at my cat who has four thumbs. And also, he doesn't jump up really a lot of things either. He's a weird cat. Very cute though. Um. Besides that, uh, thank thank you for listening, and uh, may Conchu build a robot with you. Do you want to build a robot? <laughs> 